The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, 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 beyond. Beyond. Yes. Yes, that is <laughs> yeah, that is the name right. of the podcast that this is. We did it. It is Podcast you Beyond. Did good, Chloe. You did good. Episode 428. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hi, Max. Brian Altano. Beyond. Andrew Goldenfarmer. Hey, Max. Goldenfarb. Yep, that'll Gold work. Farb. That'll do. Yep. Goldenrod. Yep. Sure. Goldine. <laughs> or all of those things. And special guest, <laughs> Chloe Rad. Hi, guys. This is your first time on the show. It is. You did, a co- you did a real cool thing that I think we should just jump right into because people really want to hear about it. Yes. You reviewed The Witness. I did. It was real scary to, <laughs> to do all by myself. It's a now, really how many? Big you game. seventy hours, eighty hours? Uh, by now, yeah, I've sunk in like eighty hours. I think wow. to get to the end, it took me like about fifty. Oh but my god! In like a week. Forty dollars is too much all for this myself. game. <laughs> okay, so now before we ooh, ah, ah, get down with the witness, uh, can we? I'm so sorry. I had to. I had to do that. I didn't mean. No, to you just, did it. You absolutely yeah, did not. I had to do that. that. I really no, wanted to. By do that. no means did you. I have really to do wanted that. to make the disturbed joke about a Jonathan Blow game. Um, so obviously, I mean, some people, if you've been tracking this, the witness was announced at the PS4 like launch press mm-hmm. conference. Is that right? It's it's been at the well, reveal, when, when the reveal, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yes. when it was. I it mean, was, it was the game was first shown in 2009. It was at like GDC or something. It, it was, was at, some at it was at a PAX East. PAX yeah, East. It was like like a single PC. Booth yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Okay, and then it was sort of tacked onto the PS4. Yes, so this Sony. Is, yeah. This is a significant game, and it's it's finally out, kind of in the wild. Uh, Chloe, what the hell is it? Um. It is an enigma. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. It's. I guess. Okay. If we, if we just want to get right into it, it's it's a puzzle adventure game. Okay. It's on a big island. Um, puzzle Island. It's just full of puzzles. <laughs> is, it, is it literally called Puzzle Island? <laughs> yeah, this game is Puzzle Island. Um, All right. Created by John Puzzle Master Blow and um, and a big team of really talented people. He actually had a had some architects and landscape engineers helping him like uh, build the actual island. But we'll we'll get into that in a sec. Um, you just solve these 2D maze puzzles that are on panels. Um, it looks really easy at first, um, but it, it gets really hard. <laughs> and uh, being the only person in the office playing this game was was uh, was very challenging. <laughs> yeah, here um, you. I felt I felt bad you being in the corner of the room and just like your frustration and terror and anger and like, we couldn't do anything about the, it. <laughs> the, the full mm-hmm. spectrum of emotions. I mean, I love this game. I gave it a ten. You know, that's but, pretty good score. Um, it was a really cool experience having having 
nobody to turn to for help right. in a way because like I, I almost have no sympathy for all the people I'm seeing crying on Twitter about like how do you solve this one how do you solve this one because it's like you have each I, other I have all the answers <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys can turn to anybody I had yeah. no I had nobody yeah you um, you essentially played the game in a way that almost nobody will ever get to play it again yeah because yeah. when yeah. you get frustrated you had to look at it like you couldn't look I it up in a guide to, you had to I just, just had it. to I mean have you guys seen mm-hmm. the movie Prisoners where they go to the guy's house and he's got like just mazes all over yeah, the wall yeah, yeah, yeah that's, like my, that's my house right now like I just have mazes is drawn on on my desk in notebooks like in MS Paint. Wow, um, that, I love that's what, what I had to do. That's really it's like awesome. everyone in the office looks like it's a beautiful mind because like Mitch on his desk has like the most terrifying hieroglyphics of like yeah. weird like puzzle yeah. solutions. Yeah, Mitch was using like which is cool. Photoshop to create little building blocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I love because so few games like do that. Like Vice I, I mean, I grew up playing games like that. Fez yeah. did that for me. Right? Vice mm-hmm. Fez. Yep. Yeah, I, like I used to do that with um. So Kid Icarus for the NES, uh, there was an actual, I, in every fourth level, there was a like a sort of a temple type of thing, Zelda, very Zelda 2-esque, which I think be, it came before Zelda 2. Um, and there was an actual uh, pencil and, and piece of paper you could buy in the game where you could mark your map, but I used to just draw them out myself. Mm. And there was a couple things, I think in Resident Evil, I took notes, like for Resident Evil Zero, I wrote some notes in the back of the, even like manuals used to have yeah. two or three pages in the back where oh, it was like, that. put your yeah. notes here. But yeah. this is a digital only game, right? So right. you're not gonna get a physical package with a notebook in it. But I think it's yeah. so cool that you're, I mean, as a, as terrible as your apartment probably looks right now, <laughs> that there's just like nightmare drawings yeah, everywhere you're just how to solve things. To Her neighbor said she was such a nice girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I overheard that you had to open up Photoshop for one of the puzzles? Um, no, well, I, I use MS Paint because that's 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 my thing. MS okay. Paint, yeah. yeah. Mitch, Mitch is the one using the fancy Photoshop. Yeah, Mitch um, like adjusts the opacity so he'll like and I guess we should just super, super back up. For anyone who's never seen The Witness, it's a first person, like you're walking around an island, it's like very bright and colorful, and these puzzles are like very deceptively simple. Like they have, um, they start with like a circle and you draw a line at their most simple, and then they get progressively more complicated and there's elements to them. And there's that, a bunch of rules that get introduced and exactly. symbols that represent And you're represent like various. learning as you go. Mm-hmm. So Mitch is to the point in the game where um, certain factors come into how you can solve these puzzles, and he's basically, he'll take a picture with his phone or he'll take a screenshot on his PC put it into Photoshop, and then adjust the opacity to like lay different things over the puzzles and like draw solutions onto them, basically. Wow. That's yeah. absolutely bonkers. It, it's intense, yeah. yeah. So I, I realize that like talking about a puzzle game doesn't really do it a whole lot of justice. It's mm-hmm. one of those things you kind of get it, let it get your hooks into you. Yeah. I heard you were seeing this in your sleep, like you were dreaming about it. Yeah, like <laughs> I, say in, I say this in my review, and I was not exaggerating. Like every time I close my eyes, I see mazes. Yeah. Wow. That, that's, that, that's, that's what it was like for, for um, when I was like deep into this review. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same kind of, there's actually a name for this, I think, for people who play a lot of Tetris. They yeah. get Tetris blocked every time they close their eyes. I was, I was, I was getting that for wow. it was like tetrasitis or tetris fever. Yeah, yeah everybody I mean, had that back in the Seriously, had dreams about these line puzzles, nightmares maybe. Wow, <laughs> I remember. Nightmares. I haven't had that in a game since Catherine. I remember I was playing those puzzles so much yeah. that like yep. I would dream about them. I would walk through the right. city and like like imagine like pulling like where off. it just it actually messes with the physical geometry space that mm-hmm. you see in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to want to shoot out cameras because of Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I still want to do that. But yeah, the thing, uh, the thing that impresses me most about the play, and I put like 25 hours or so into like an older build, um, and, and sort of as we were talking, uh, I guess just to, like full disclosure, when someone wants to give a game a 10, we sort of have a, like a powwow about it. Yeah, um, it's a big and process. Yeah, it's sort of just a, like to make sure like, hey, a 10's sort of like a really important score we give. So yeah. we want to make sure that we have like, you know, sort of almost purposely trying to poke holes 
in someone's review. Mm-hmm. And then if we can't, then it's like, well, you did it. You you know, it's a 10 and you defended it. Uh, and so when we were talking about it over the weekend, sort of the way we were describing it is, yes, there is like, you know, pretty much those line puzzles are the only mechanic in the game. Like drawing, you know, from, from a point A to point B is the only mechanic in the game. But we were describing it as like learning a language. Yeah. At the beginning, you learn a language and you learn how to say yes and no and the very simple things. And then throughout the course of this game, you start becoming more fluent in the language. And you start learning how to put sentences together and start using past and present and future mm-hmm. tense. And wow. you start like conjugating there's, there's your so verbs. There's so many factors yeah. to take into account when you approach a new puzzle. It actually um, got to the point where I would approach uh, puzzles that that merged like three or four different rules and it was actually like I was reading mm-hmm. right like reading the the grid and it became really easy actually to to solve those really complicated looking ones yeah. it was almost like you know how you don't have to look at every individual letter in a word to know what the word says you just look at it and you understand it it's, it, it gets to that point yeah and I think that's that the game is really well designed. Yeah, huh. it's so cool. Like walking by Mitch's desk when he first started, because I'm gonna start it tonight. I just I, it came out today, and I, I'll start tonight. But uh, like watching Mitch in the early puzzles, I could stand behind him, and like I would be like, oh, like have you tried doing this? And like I could like actually be a helpful human. And then like as of like yesterday, after he had had like a couple of days with it, and he's like significantly later in the game, I was like I would stand behind him and watch him do stuff, and I would just like quietly to myself, I'm like I literally have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Like I couldn't Meanwhile, help I'm, him if I'm I wanted to. Sitting in the to. background, like cackling to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeding off his pain. So, like, uh, my my question is, like, this sounds like a fairly simple puzzle mechanic, but it's yeah. rooted in this fleshed-out real-life environment. Like, how do those yeah. two kind of interact without it just being so, kind of tacked on? So, Marty, we don't want to spoil too much, right? No, definitely no. don't want to spoil um, too much. The, say, the, say the four-letter word we all want to say. What's that? Lost. Lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't know where I that mean, was going at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I was like, wow. piss. The, the piss drop. Piss. The Jonathan no, no, Blow. Like, really quickly That's talk about the piss drop. That's actually what I thought. Piss was the piss was okay. the Let's, So just for We're context, talk about... Jonathan Blow, the creator of this game, posted a photo on Twitter well, of something that appears to be a urine-filled jar. Yeah. And, he and he's said, been making the game for like six years or seven yes. years, so it's like. The joke, at least like for how I understood it, having not played the game, I, I see that tweet and I take it as like, I've been working on it so long and I'm peeing in jars. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how that, <clears throat> when I saw people getting mad at that, that's what I thought people's assumption, you know, that, that's what I thought they were thinking was that he, crunch time is really rough and that he was peeing in jars or something. Were people mad or uh, were they worried? <laughs> They're just grossed I out, both. I think. Yeah. I guess, well, so first, first I want to say, um, John Blow is the creative lead on this game but he's not it's not he wasn't the only person who worked on oh, it sure. I do yeah. want to acknowledge for everybody listening I mean that, pretty um, much no game now is just one person mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. He, but 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 he is the one that people associate except for um, Axiom Verge with this game. <laughs> that's true um, but yeah so for the people like me and a couple other reviewers who had gotten to the point in the game where I don't want to say too much. But the, 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 the piss jar is a thing. Okay. So wait, there, it's, a, it's a hot collectible. You collect it's, all ten piss jars, so you get a is, It's like the stars in Braid, but they're piss jars. <laughs> so there okay. is. It's actually a piss jar, though. So I, I don't. Is wanna, it pee? I will not. I, guess I don't know just, what to do. It's just weird. You've got this. You will like, not confirm nor deny if it's pee. this beautiful, like just artistic, yeah. smart, intellectual, cerebral puzzle game. But there's piss jars. Well, I mean, I think we could just say, like, I would just leave it at. Because I, I got too curious context. and had Chloe explain to me, but I, I would just basically leave it at like, th- if you've played the game completely, like totally to completion, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. Yeah, when, when yeah. I saw that, when I saw that tweet, I I was like, I, yeah, I knew what that was. I knew what that was a reference to. Um, that's super interesting. Oh, Jimmy Pissjar. So that's yeah. the, that's yeah. your protagonist. I mean, a couple of the reviewers were talking and and laughing about everybody having a crisis over it on Twitter. Yeah, that's really um, funny. 
All I'll say is it, it's weird. It's not weird in the way people think it's weird. It's it's weirder in a way, but... Oh, wow. Nah, dude, pissing in a jar is pretty weird. So it's a real pistery. <laughs> it's a piss next. mystery. Okay, um, all right, that's, I'm, I'm out. Okay, but anyway, kind of going back to... Um, the island? The, the idea of the island, yeah. yeah. Like, it is, it is very lost-like in yeah. that, like, you're... It, you're there's more to it than it seems, right? Yeah, like, you're not it, just it, on an I, island. We say lost not just because it's it's a mysterious island, but um, sort of like the, the Dharma initiative, right, in, in Lost. Um, is that what it was called? Yeah. 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 So you, you see, like, this, this kind of logo. Like, I was wandering around, and I found, like, a beach chair with a beach towel um, and this, like, little company logo on it. You see it on, like, random couches and a, a couple other things. And it's, like, so there, there's, like, this presence on the island, this, like, corporate presence um, obviously, there's a lot of like research facilities, yeah. and, like bunkers, greenhouses. I mean, everything like kind of seems like an experiment. Yeah, yeah. Right. and 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 so you get the sense that something was happening on this island, and you that maybe the mystery of the island is is figuring that out. Yeah, and in a but, really loose sense, watching Mitch, it almost seems like the feeling of like a portal test chamber thing. Like it's it's not, but it's like that rough idea of like there's some there's something pattern off. to this. There's yeah, right. off about the island. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say too much, sure. but like. Um, there's obviously something under the surface, yeah. and, and that's something you start to notice as, as you mm. play. Yeah. So, so that's um, really is there, obviously, like, you know, the, the puzzles do stuff. They unlock, like, new areas? Is it kind of like, I know so it's kind of open, right? Everything in the island is completely open. Um, you can go to, so I I guess without spoiling too much, the mountain is kind of the central point on the yeah. island. It's the, not not physically, like, the, the middle, but but it is the most prominent landmark. It's the tallest point on the island. I mean, that's sort of, and without spoiling, it's not really a spoiler to say, like, the objective of the game is to solve a ton of puzzles, and every time you solve certain things, this a beam of light will shoot to the mountain. Yeah. And you have to do all seven. Yeah. There's like seven beams yeah. of light that you so need to get to the top of the mountain, and then it unlocks. Well, you can go to the top of the mountain at the very beginning sure. if you want, right? But There's then, no but you don't know what you're doing until you you start solving yeah. puzzles and stuff. So that sounds a lot like Mist, like the kind of this. Yeah, this I mean, Mist is, is the obvious <laughs> okay. comparison. Yeah. Um, so there's no, uh, there's no enemies, there's no bosses, there's no conflict. Um, nope. Per se, I mean, the, there's you inner conflict. You got to pee, <laughs> you gotta pee in I'm that okay with jar. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, mean, I do want to say I respect how carefully you're sort of tiptoeing around yeah, spoilers because yeah. this game you're not has like been Jared. Jared comes here and just the, spoils the, the, the <laughs> sense of discovery is such a big part of this mm-hmm. game. Um, so did you like the because there's also like there's like diary entry or audio logs. There's like did you like right. and then there's environmental storytelling. Like did did you like the story without even going into it? Like yeah. So mm-hmm. actually, I, I do want to talk about this. Um, I think for people who are looking for concrete answers about the island, might walk away a little disappointed. Um, only so. Some of the the more uh, direct story bits are super locked away. Like you mm. have to sink a hundred hours into this game if you want if you want those kinds of answers. Yeah. Because for for the majority of the game, the only audio logs you find are quotes from like Albert Einstein, B.F. Skinner, um, famous astronauts, stuff like that. Um, and they're mostly there to uh, like inspire self reflection in a way. Like. The, the island is a lot in its visual design and also just the just the way the game is designed in general to make you feel super alone and isolated. Like, Marty, you said um, earlier today, the, there's these statues that you see around the island, and they're kind of, they seem to be from all eras, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like there's, there's like a, it there's seems like, like there's a guy knights. drunk about to hit his wife, and then there's other, like, knights and stuff, and they're, like, frozen in time. Like, you it's hear like the a stories, Pompeii thing. Yeah, hearing yeah. the stories mm-hmm. of, like, Pompeii, like, that. everyone is, like, frozen in ashes. Yeah, like, and it's almost, like, it's almost like you're frozen in... in in time, but like out of time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, in, yeah, in another like the island's just, an anachronism. It's yeah. like a bunch of it's all of these like sort of like 
different biodomes that shouldn't coexist next to each other. There's like a desert mm. next to a forest, next to a lake, next yeah. to. Hmm. And um, it's like if you're if you're afraid to be alone with your own thoughts. This might not be the game for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no like music. It's so no music. it's That's so interesting. Thing. Like I love everything I've seen this game. Like every time I've sat down just at Mitch's desk and mm -hmm. seen anything from it, I love it. I'm so 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 excited to dive into it tonight because this is just I don't know. This is uh like the way puzzle platformers with the twist are, are kind of your jam. Oh, like, this is like this, is, this feels like a super gold. Do you think, game. Do you think really I'll mess this game this. up by putting in my own music? Like if because I do that thing on on like, <laughs> like disturbed, I'll just no, down with the on, witness playing in the background all the time. I'll put on uh, on Spotify. I did this for a lot of The Witcher where I was like I turned the music off, but I put on like like bossa nova and like Cuban jazz, and it's just like it kind of it kind of ruins some scenes. But I feel like the witness if there's no music to begin with, and I'm just like uh, I mean play some funky tropical island. If mystery you want to play it the way like the creators intended, I wouldn't do that. But if if you get, I mean, I was watching Rick and Morty while playing <laughs> for, for a lot of this. Yeah. Don't That's what the creators intended. Were you about yeah. to say, "Don't tell Jonathan Blow"? Yeah. Don't tell Jonathan Blow. Um, game back yeah. in ten. You can you can watch whatever shows you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, watch that, that ER. was when I was like really stuck. You know, I had like I had a second monitor open, and I was just like, yeah, uh, yeah I need yeah. something. I need something to maintain my sanity right now. Um, so this is uh, one of the other things I kind of want to talk about. I don't know it's like comparing apples to oranges, but we're two and a half years into the PS4's uh, lifespan. Uh, mm -hmm. Where do you think this ranks in terms of like you know PS4 exclusives? Like, do you think this is the best? Um, is this your favorite? I mean, I didn't even own a PS4 till last year. Yeah, but you play you play Bradburn. Um, Bradburn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Blood, Bloodborne. Bloodborne's probably <laughs> probably my favorite. Um, just c total PS4 exclusive because this is also on the P the PC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I played I I, I played it both on the PC and the PS4 for review purposes mm -hmm. and stuff. But but I think yeah, it's definitely one of the best. PS4 console exclusives. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I hope this finally. All the people who were mad at the the forty dollar thing. I hope this sort of. It's a video yeah, this game. game yeah. is so long. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, not, like not that said, that should. No, you know, lengths should I, not I think equate. Creators should charge whatever they. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's up to you. If you want to pay for it, pay for it. Yeah. That's a, a great segue right there. <clears throat> speaking of creators charging what they want for things, <laughs> you did it. We got some. We got some hot tips on the Battlefront season pass, the DLC. Oh boy. Uh, this is a game that's going to be getting some content mm -hmm. through 2017. Um, we have like a. We did Brian and I. We did a, a big video about the six things or whatever you can expect. But uh, short answer: There's basically every three months they're going to be putting out like a new package for paid stuff as well as a bunch of free DLC stuff. Uh, are we happy with this? Is this is this I cool? Mean, this is basically like what they did with Battlefront yeah. or Battlefield. Rather yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like yeah. their business model yeah. now. Yeah. So and I'm, Battlefield got like Battlefield Three had support for so yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. Like they still for like, like Battlefield Four still had things coming out recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At E Three, I think, or no, at Gamescom, they yeah. announced a uh, a Battle. Field four DLC, yeah, which yeah, is, I feel like there was a hardline. There was sort of like a long series of disappointments with with the general populace about this game. Um, first, the pricing structure. Second, the fact that it had less modes than the previous Battlefronts. And third, when they kind of slipped, it was like two days before Christmas. But they're like, "Hey, we're not doing any Force Awakens stuff. Focusing mm -hmm. just on the original trilogy." Uh, I want all that bad news out of the way because I actually love what's there, and I'm really excited about what's coming. So uh, they're going to keep mining original trilogy stuff. They're doing. Uh, in the first pack, they're doing Outer Rim, which is basically like new areas in Solace. They're doing Jabba's Palace. They're doing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, after that, they're doing Bespin, so uh, Cloud City. And then after that, they're doing Death Star. And then something fourth quarter, which Max and I think is going to be 
Rogue One stuff. Yeah. So I, we'll I, I think that's why they don't want to say it yeah. because they went into so much detail with the rest of this stuff. It's like why tease a 2017 thing without saying what it is yeah. unless know, it's Rogue One. I almost wish that they hadn't really revealed this all at once. I wish that they'd broken down the kind of the idea of how much content you were going to get at the at the kind of with the season pass because mm-hmm. it sure. sort of sucks to take that leap of faith and be like, hey, here's 50 bucks. What are you what are you getting for it? You know, but to jump on it, like I think it'd be cool if they were like, hey, in March you're going to get Outer Rim stuff. Uh, keep. You know, keep posted to find out what comes after that. But I do like that kind of little carrot in front of the horse. Like, yeah, I will keep jumping back in this game for the next it's, year. It's hard to sell a season pass when you don't. I mean, it isn't for us because we bought it without knowing anything. But it's hard to sell a season pass. We're simpletons. You, yeah, unless you lay out a couple of real, real dinguses. But anyway, that video is up on IGN now, or should be by the time this podcast did, did, goes did up. Did it announce heroes? New heroes? No, they announced skins for their heroes. I think they're like Hoth outfits and Hoth stuff. Outfits. Yeah. I'm hoping Four they skins. give. I'm hoping they give Leia <laughs> something that like makes sense on Tatooine because she's she's in like winter gear on that, and it's like a sand planet. It's a real hot sweat on. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Give her like a t-shirt or something like that. You know, whatever. Get one of just, those. Just like palette swap the Endor thing. So you have sand, desert camo, sand yeah. cloaks that yeah. they wear. Exactly. Like a yeah. poncho. Uh, I'm wearing a sand cloak right now. So go check that stuff. Go check that video out. Max and I did. Uh, all right, other news. Um, this is one of those things, uh, Goldfarb, you got to give us some insight because we didn't read the whole entire press release. Uh, basically, uh, Sony did one of those big business things that we pretend to understand where they said that they're pretty much merging uh, Sony Computer Entertainment and Sony Computer Network Online Internet so Entertainment or whatever. Yeah, so SNEI, which is Sony Network Entertainment International, uh, essentially merged with Sony Computer Entertainment, or they will as of April 1st. So it's essentially just putting all of the PlayStation operations, so network stuff and like content development, hardware, software, everything, sort of essentially under one at least corporate roof. Um, even and that's not all be the here building. in the Bay Area, and not in Japan. Exactly. So it'll be based out of uh, San Mateo, which is a big campus in the Bay Area where Sony has all their all their stuff um, here. And yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's still operations out of Tokyo and London. It's still. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really affecting them in terms of like physical presence all that much. Um, but there are some interesting bits to it. Um, Kurt from Naughty Dog on Twitter pointed out the fact that every first-party Sony game like starts with that black screen of Sony Computer Entertainment Presents, and we won't see that anymore. Like, I mean, mm. that will now say uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. So, so that'll SIE be presents. Uncharted Four should be the first game that does that, probably. I would assume, yeah, because this, yeah, this happens as of April first. So yeah, that'll wow. be the first, and it's just that really interesting. That's why I got delayed. They got to make that new title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a really, I, I it, it's very corporate. It's very inside baseball. I really don't think it really affects people that much but it's just a really interesting rebalance of what sony is and um uh sean layden who was the scea uh you president, probably see he's on stage at most press conferences yeah he wore that cool vib ribbon shirt uh at e3 he wore that um crash shirt at Stop uh, talking about what he was wearing he, wear, he wears cool shirts at press i mean <laughs> identifying mis- yeah. horrible misleading shirts <laughs> yes, exactly. excited about new crash bandicoots but there aren't any so he is now, they, they released this new org chart, and uh, Andrew House is, is sort of overseeing everything, but Sean Layden is overseeing Worldwide Studios, which immediately brought like everyone asking, what Can does that mean Can we start calling Andrew House PlayStation House, like PlayStation Home? Like, but yeah, PlayStation yeah, I like house. that a lot. He would, he would probably like that. Turn yeah, this PlayStation House call into a PlayStation I called him, home. I called him Andy House on a podcast instead of Andrew House once, and I got an angry email from some or an angry series of tweets from somebody that was like, how dare you not show him the respect of using his full name? What about you, Goldfarb? You're more of like an Andrew Studio Apartment. I called you like five <laughs> different variations One of bedroom apartment. <laughs> I'm not, uh, talking, anyway, about, anyway, I'm not I, talking about where you live. I'm talking about that you're small. Oh. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is a really cool uh, thing from our side of, as kind of people who analyze the business. And I, I don't think we mm-hmm. understand a lot of it yet. I think we'll, we'll kind of see 
more details come out of it in the future about what it actually means. But um, I mean, do you think like a lot of times you see sort of reorgs and shifts like this when stuff isn't going well? Whereas I right think this now is the opposite. Just, mm-hmm. Right now, I, I mean, think, PS4 is doing just fine. Like, and I think that's yeah. kind of the idea is that because PS4 has seen so much success and because, uh, so Shuhei said on Twitter, this does include VR, obviously, which is part of PlayStation's hardware operations. I think they're kind of just uh, doing some house cleaning before they kind of enter this major, Andrew house cleaning, before they enter oh, kind yeah. of this. Uh, <laughs> it's a good joke. Major, <laughs> this major new uh, initiative. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to sort right. of yeah. get everything under one corporate structure so that as their PSN changes, as, as PlayStation VR kind of puts them into this new consumer space, that they can just keep things simple and, and well organized. I, like, I think someone pointed out that uh, we still can't change our PSN names, but they can change the entire company's name. That was War- Wario64 <laughs> so, on yeah. Twitter. Is but I love yeah. someone made that joke last night, like five minutes after they announced it, and Shuhei retweeted it, which I thought was really funny that yeah. he's sort of acknowledging that. Oh, he's, he's great. He's self-aware. Yeah, he's he wonderful. Knows. They started this new uh, this new company that, to try and actually figure out how to change usernames, uh, <laughs> and that's why Uncharted got delayed, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> we got to change all the characters' uh, names. One, I, I started saying, but one last thing I will note in, in breaking Shuhei Yoshida news is that... Uh, uh, so Sean Layden is now overseeing Worldwide Studios. Shuhei's title is obviously president of Worldwide Studios. Uh, he tweeted that he will now report to Sean Layden, but he's maintaining his title as president of Worldwide Studios. What I would imagine that means, total speculation, is that Shuhei is more on the creative side in terms of uh, helping kind of shepherd things with the studios themselves, kind of making creative decisions. Whereas I would imagine Sean Layden is more kind of on the corporate side as far as like, what does this mean for release schedules? What does this mean for timing of things? Yeah. For Mergers for all kinds. I of thought things it was like going to be like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, every other weekend kind of thing. It could be. Yeah, yeah it'll, like be like when they, yeah. it'll be like when the owner of the park flies a helicopter in Jurassic World. Uh, but He's I, like, I can still do this, and then he crashes into the pterodactyl <laughs> tank. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, that why is, are we still just why are we still talking about this? Just, all, it, it, just to end it, it, yeah, it is kind of rampant speculation on our part. Like we're we're going to find out more yeah. about this, yeah. I think. And, and I, also, I, it's the one cool thing I always like to point out is that like. We, we focus on the, the PlayStation side of stuff, but Sony is still a much larger company. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes, you know, PlayStation will be kicking ass left and right, but Sony will have to close three TV factories or whatever mm-hmm. because they're... Well, I think that's what this is. This yeah. is basically taking their entire interactive side and putting it under one corporate part of the company that they can now point to as, this is doing really well. Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense to, to combine network with kind of hardware, software stuff because it's basically saying, like, this all is working on the same machine, basically. This is all part of the same ecosystem. Like, I mean, regardless of Vita's performance, regardless of stuff like PSTV, PSP, like smart TVs, like all these weird Sony things, whether they're successful or not, are sort of part of this thing that they're trying to combine. Stuff like PlayStation Now works across a million Sony devices. Like, they are really good at kind of cultivating that ecosystem. I think it makes sense to have it all be part of the same yeah. company within Sony. Cool. And uh, just sort of piggybacking off that, we found out today that there's piggy-tailing? another. Yeah, to piggytail off it. Uh, there's another. There's like a Sony VR conference thing happening in Japan huh. in like a day or two. Weird. Yeah, there's some. Uh, we don't know what that is yet. It might even just be a public event or something. But yeah, there's uh, on the events tab in PS4 in Japanese. There's like a series of events. Uh, we're, we're figuring out what that is. We're figuring it out. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, last week we talked a whole lot about a game that we could have been completely making up called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Manhunt in Manhattan. It's about a bunch of turtle boys jumping out of a sewer with full of bathroom stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually a real game. Uh, Platinum finally announced it officially, leaked it for real. Thank God after 30 minutes of speculation. Last yeah, week. we could have just been. Well, you, you I mean, di- we literally talked about it for 30 minutes. You know, we do, we not do only did they leak it for real, but, time, but their official launch trailer this morning was called the official leak, and it leaked yesterday early. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So 
even their official leak leaked. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Mitch did a rewind theater of that if you want to check that out. Or you could just go back to last week's episode to listen to what might be in it. We yeah. don't know. Who knows? But it's coming, it's coming this summer. It's yeah. the from the director of The Legend of Korra, which yep. wasn't real good. It's very gorgeous. It's got Bebop and Rock City with yep. big, huge weapons such yeah. as a mallet and a chainsaw. Yeah, cool. It's coming to all, all platforms. It yep. looks real pretty. We're not Cow- sure how multiplayer works yet. Cowabunga. Yeah. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And that cool, remember that shark I brought up last week? Yes. He's in the trailer. Armagon? Armagon. Yeah. Is his name Armagon? Armagon. Mm-hmm. Really? I called him Armageddon and you guys yelled at me. I don't like that name. I could call Chloe, do you Fish like the Ninja Turtles? I have, I have nothing to say. <laughs> That's all right. Isn't, like, it, isn't it Platinum Games? It is Platinum, yeah. but it's Platinum's yeah. sort of uh, B-team. Like, so Ninja Turtles is about a rat that lives in the toilet and he has his friends that are in a cult and he uses them to fight bad trash beasts all over his friends, town. they're his sons. I don't and then a girl films like, it for um, TV. I saw the trailer earlier. I don't like their eyes, how they have like pupils. Yeah, yeah like, it's really I, weird. I'm, I, Remember the movies? They had like really creepy human lips. I'm sick of them making the turtles look like human. I still, yeah. I just don't like when Donatello has a trench coat. They on. look spooky. I don't like them. Yeah, I like it's when like, they yeah, put I on like they had that Donatello figure where you could put, he was wearing a trench coat and he's supposed to be a spy, but he had this clip on like Groucho mask where he's got like a big nose and a mustache, yep. but his face is all wide, like he's got no neck. <laughs> he just look like. Like if, if yeah, Super Mario really, was on the run and hide out. Scary. Yeah, real. Everyone's upsetting. like, "Wow, who's that guy? I've never seen that man before." <laughs> yeah, what a strange looking man. A normal guy. That awful. nine foot tall, disgusting amphibian that Those smells horrible. Awful, awful ninjas. Um, <laughs> next, you skipped the, the you skipped the cool brownout story I wanted to talk about. You no, a, did, did I, I skip that? All right, well, so uh, Ninja Turtles, real stupid, real bad idea for a video game. It's not a bunch of dumb. <laughs> We're turtles. all excited about it. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Video games are terrible and they're stupid. You're a turd. Why don't you go punch your toilet? I'm gonna. Later, but first I'm gonna punch my toilet with a golf ball, if you know what I mean. That's what I'm gonna do in a video game called uh, <laughs> Destruction Go- Dangerous Golf. Yeah. Um, this is I'm so excited about this. this yeah. is a bunch of devs who worked on Burnout. Yeah. Um, are making, they're making uh, a golf game that's basically like, hey, guess what's cool about golf? Nothing. Golf. This is a game about blowing <laughs> shit up. Um, so I'm really. I honestly I re- I found myself really enjoying golf games. Like I don't like golf at all, but I like the the process of you know whacking a ball around and trying to and this is sort of like crash mode from burnout just yeah. with golf balls I, yeah. Really, yeah. Like, I cool. really like how many of the environments mm-hmm. in this game are going to be indoors yeah yeah, yeah. You yeah. Play like, like kitchens inside. and stuff yeah. um side yeah, so note is, have any of you guys ever done miniature golf and there's always invariably that one part that's indoors and it's just so much fun because you get to put the ball on the floor and hit it as hard as possible, possible. and it yeah. bounces just, off yeah. the walls for yeah. like 45 minutes and then it gets stuck in the ceiling and you have to go back to the teenager that <laughs> works at the front desk and you go, can I get a new ball? And he's like, we don't have any more. And you're like, can I please get a new ball? And he's like, all right. And he gives you a pink one. And you're like, I don't want a pink one. I want a blue one. And he's like, you lost the blue one in the cool haunted house. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, you're really like, screwing up the operation here. And then, you're and then like, he quits and goes to jail for drugs. And then you're like, I'm never playing miniature golf again because you grow up. I really like miniature golf too. It is a good sport. So <laughs> Brian Altano, great fun. That's a good story. Uh, a good friend of I worked at the Family Fun Center in Sonoma, and uh, they had a miniature golf course, and he was going to quit. Uh, he was tired of working at that job, and so before he quit, he decided that he was going to massively abuse his power of having keys to that place. So he let in a bunch of my friends, and they all just got real drunk and played miniature golf throughout the night. And he stole a bunch of tokens. So whenever you'd get in his car, there'd just be a bunch of tokens on the ground. You'd be like, what did you do? And he's like, well, I robbed my old work. <laughs> Tokens are arcade dollars that only, <clears throat> only could be used to buy basically uh, kids will remember clown tokens. stuff. <laughs> One thing I find funny about Dangerous Golf is that uh, EA very recently in the most recent PGA Tour game had like this weird 
mode where it's like fantasy maps yeah. for golf where it's like you play on a battleship but and they didn't like, get it they yeah, missed it, the point it and it's just... like it's a really that was like almost yeah exactly that felt like a half measure whereas yeah. this is just like full on like we're making a weird ass golf game and like Hot Shots Golf has always sort of touched on this and that it's like mm-hmm. it's cartoon golf but it's not like the rules are still there, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like you can, uh, it's like that. Was it that like NFL Blitz that they made, like the, Ar- the Xbox Live version, or whatever, where that was like, yeah, it's NFL Blitz with all the stuff you love. And I was like, what about like doing all this sh- stuff where you tackle people for no reason? And they're like, no, we took that out because it's unsafe. Well, and that's what I like about this. Like, it's so I don't really like racing games that much. Like, I, I will very rarely play like a Gran Turismo or a you know like a simulation game. Yeah. But I like arcadey racers. Like, I tend to like Need for Speed. Um, and this is sort of the the equivalent of that, yeah. right? Like, it's not I a mean, golf sim. It's like this mm-hmm. weird in, ass arcade version uh, of golf. In Three Fields Entertainment's press release, Three Fields is the new studio. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it's as serious a golf game as Burnout was a serious simulation driving game, mm-hmm. which I, I think that. is amazing. That um, sounds awesome. All yeah. this is all this is very nice. Yeah. Why aren't they making a new Burnout? Why um, EA isn't? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know because Criterion's working on their weird extreme sports game that they showed yeah. that Dev Diary of I a couple of years ago. That Dev yeah. Diary was just like. So it's like, what do you guys been working on there? Well, so we got some GoPros at the office, and we've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of yeah. extreme sports. <laughs> like, so yeah. what are you working on? They're like, I mean, you know, you know, like we're there's a lot of great videos on YouTube of people doing stunts and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just felt like they showed it way too early. That yeah. was like a, yeah. that weird classic example of like, just don't announce till you're ready. Yeah, it's also such a bummer because Criterion, like, the, oh man, like Burnout, like Three Revenge, yeah. Takedown. I wasn't a big fan of Paradise, but a lot of people loved it. And then like even like Black was really interesting. That yep. PS2 shooter. Um, and now it's just like, ugh, just let them work on something cool. Give them a yep. pod racing game. That's what um, I want to see. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's coming out uh, May. It's gonna be downloadable. PS4, Xbox One, PC. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I like that you can shoot a golf ball that's on fire at a toilet and it blows up. Is that a true? Is that a true fact? There's a screenshot of a bunch of urinals getting messed up. Real yeah. bad. We talked about toilets a lot in this episode. Yeah, we do that. yeah. and piss. And piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, which are kind of like toilets if you're sick in the head. Yeah, Howard Hughes did it, and he invented the airship. Guys, if and you play him, he's a movie star now. Yeah. If you, you play dangerous golf until the end, the urinals make sense. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> they explain that canonically in that game. Yeah. Great all job, right. guys. Uh, we got a cool email. Am I going to read this email? God, really all good. you keep doing is skipping things, Max. Oh, I keep, yeah, I, sorry, I, I keep reading Also, I feel, poorly. I feel left out that you only wrote Marty. Have you played? Uh, I watched you guys all right. play this. And okay, all right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Am I going to separate you? Am I going to separate you two? There's, there's too many We've people at the table. You can't separate. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Hi. I want to hear about this game that Marty's been playing that I played one time in a Target on a PSP <laughs> that I thought of. <laughs> I th- when the PSP first came out, and I was like, maybe I'll buy this. And then I played this game, and I was like, yeah, and then I didn't buy it. Um, this yeah. game is, of course, Gravity Rush Remastered. Yeah. So coming the, out uh, in next week. Next week. Uh, it's coming out next week, but the embargo's up. Uh, my review, or update review. I'm just updating Greg's old review because I pretty much agree with what he said. Mm-hmm. Um... And so uh, this game is actually a ton of fun to play now. Uh, it's played, really pretty. Yeah, I played through it on Vita. Uh, yeah, it's it. The art style is was incredible back then and remains incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the game's super gorgeous. Uh, it's, can, can you explain what it is? You yeah, so cat it's a girl, like flipping around. Your cat girl flipping around. Yeah, it's a. Well, you're a girl named Cat. Yeah, who has a cat? Oh. And she's yeah. kind of a cat who girl. also has a cat. No, but she's, she's a, a cat human. Girl. She gets powers from a magical cat. It's, yep. she's, she's a victim of cat magic. Oh, okay. <laughs> like okay. Selena Kyle. Is that what uh, lets her flip around? That's what kind of lets her flip around. I don't know. I you know really it lets her manipulate the gravity. What is the lore of gravity, Marty? <laughs> a real deep lore dump. Um, yeah, so it's a it, it's an open world. Uh, action adventure game where uh yeah the main crux of it is that you have the ability to muck up gravity Mm -hmm. and so you can sort of float in the air and just float there and then you can 
jet off into the distance and walk up a wall. So you can sort of choose whatever you want your x-axis to be, right? whether it's the side of a wall or whether it's the top of a ceiling. Um, and so it's all about sort of how you're getting around the environment and, uh, you know, the combat's decent. It's kind of dumb. Like have, they, it's, have they tightened it up at all? It's or? decent, but kind of It's dumb. decent as in it's not bad, but it's not like, it's not a platinum game in Is terms it, of like you can. You can upgrade certain things, so it's like as you go, you are able to unlock certain abilities or like in, enhance certain abilities that make combat either easier or give you new moves. Or there's like all kinds of like, yeah. So it, it is like a traditional open world game in that you can take side quests and like you can, yeah. you know, basically make cats stronger. There are lots of like mini games too. I don't know. I really liked the progression in that game, and I liked that it got more I like, complicated. I like the progression a lot. Uh, my one thing I don't like is the side quests get real boring real fast, and they're all fetch questy, and a lot of them are timing based, and they mm. don't really tell you exactly what to do or exactly where to go. That. And while playing it, I lost a couple by like, I was like, it was five seconds away, and I couldn't get to the place where I needed to go, and I had to restart the entire thing. And I'm like, well, this is just super That's, frustrating. Yeah. Especially there's like, yeah, the mini games later aren't even about the traversal. There's like races essentially mm-hmm. where you're like basically snowboarding. And yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean that it's not a perfect game by any means, but I I really really like the Vita version, and I just yeah. started remastered, and I it is so much better in every way. Like yeah. I I thought I just completely so, first the first thing to do go into the options completely turn off motion control. None of that. None of that. Six okay, axis that's garbage. what I was going to completely okay, turn off and just the, use the analog stick. The for, original yeah, Vita version obviously was was kind of showcasing a lot of the, the mm-hmm. accelerometer physics and stuff, which yeah. kind of kind of effed it up. So yeah. it's cool that you can just play it with a controller like yep. a normal game. Totally do yeah, that. It um, helps a lot. Also, Wait, this gets me super excited for the sequel. This was a Vita launch title. This was a Vita oh, launch. I title. totally said PSP. Oh, that was fine. It was shortly. It was after launch. It was. Uh, I don't think it was like part of the actual launch day lineup. Really? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was after. Oh, weird. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's pretty cool. It's coming out uh, February second. If you haven't checked it out, it's probably worth it. If you play it on Vita, I don't know if it's worth playing again, especially mm-hmm. when there's so many games. Uh, Man, see, I I thought I was going to say that, and now revisiting it, I'm like, I kind of want to play it through this. Yeah, I think I liked it more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Play the, just play the witness. I, that's actually true. I'm probably just going to play. It yeah, again. get up. Come on, get, get down with it. the witness. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the other major release of this week that uh, I played a bunch and Andrew by proxy played a bunch because he watched uh, is Lego Marvel Avengers. Yeah, Zach and you did a real good job. You couldn't beat that level. Milana had to. We played a lot of Lego Avengers this okay. week. Okay. Yeah. We, I, we played like 12 hours of this game. This yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Milana's um, um, reviewing it. Uh, her review might be up by the time this goes up. Yeah. Um, but the games, uh, I'm sort of disappointed by the game. I think it's the uh, one of the weaker core Lego games in a long time. Um, well, but the interesting thing about it is that the open world mechanical part of it is probably the best they've ever done. Yeah. But the story, like the main like like story mission, yeah, going through the two Avengers movies is, is so nonsensical. Yeah, it's like, nonsensical. It's, it's incomprehensible. Bizarre. It pulls certain actors. They were able to get like pull the exact lines of dialogue from the Avengers, mm-hmm. but when they do. It's we- the sound mixing is really weird. So like you'll hear Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans say something, but it's a line from the movie, and they like isolated the dialogue That's and removed so it from like so all the sound, background like, noise. And so like Marty said, it sounds like someone basically held a microphone up to like a speaker. Like that's what it sounds like. It's and like so yeah. like weird and disorienting. Uh, yeah. And also they couldn't get certain actors. So like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is not in the game. So it's right. just someone doing a Gwyneth Paltrow impression. Uh, and it reminds so like they did this for the <laughs> Hobbit. Like the Hobbit does yeah. this, and this is. Like I hated it in that game, and this is 
maybe even worse. Yeah. So like Goldfarb just, and I noticed this when we previewed this at, at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I thought it was like very jarring, especially because I mean I'm a huge fan of the Lego games, and I think one of the things I like the most is how they took classic scenes from films I love, like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and replaced them with these like kind of goofy, goofy slapstick like pantomime. I miss the pantomime. The and pantomime is really good. I think the, it works really well. Uh, you either the problem with this is it's a half measure because yeah. Lego Dimensions <laughs> is fully written. It has a like a campaign that they wrote, yep. so there's dialogue and it, it's cohesive and there's a narrative to it and you're you're playing through a story for better or worse. Whereas, and then the other games pantomimed because they obviously didn't want to hire voice actors and write stuff, so they basically like made it sort of a play action telling of those stories. Whereas this game is this weird in between where rather than write something bespoke for this game, yeah. they try to shoehorn most but not Shuhei. all of the movie plot. They tried to shoehorn most but not yeah. all of the movie plot, and it's so so. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because it's like Robert Downey Jr.'s line reads from those movies made sense for those movies because they were like serious moments and like the tone was sharp and smart and sort of like there was impending doom everywhere. And in this game, there's like a cartoon pig running around, you know, and somebody's holding a baguette. And and when you die, it doesn't matter because you just respawn. Yeah, you just respawn. So I would have rather they either just gutted all the voice acting entirely and did pantomiming or just did it all. Over the top. Mm-hmm. The, way, um, the way you guys are describing this, I'm imagining like a Newgrounds soundboard for like the Avengers. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, prank phone call, like just. You're, <laughs> you're not, not that yeah, far it's, off. That's kind of it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Andrew mentioned, the open world stuff in the game, like, is incredibly ambitious and does this thing which I found so interesting is that if you're playing two players, it's split screen. You have all of Manhattan. You can jet up to the the the. What's the the shield helicarrier, whatever. Um, But it's cool because so we just separated. Like Alana was doing one thing, I was doing another thing, uh, and I could start a side quest, and she could do go and start another side quest and split screen co-op. Oh wow! And so it's one of those like if two people are playing this game, like it's so cool to be like, oh, I found Moon Knight and I'm doing his side quest to unlock him. And Alana's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just doing this race. And we're doing it at the exact same time on the same TV. Now they they and gave options for the split screen. Yeah, for the first time yeah, in the a while. Right? Dynamic versus or fixed vertical. Yeah, yeah we ended up playing yeah. fixed most of the time. Oh yeah, dynamic. Fi- fixed is exactly the reason, or the lack of fixed is the reason I've, I haven't played those games in co-op in a while because yeah. I've tried and it's just super disorienting. And to some have of them that, it works. That clock that mm-hmm. kind of like that hand that moves around. The camera can make it super disorienting. It was almost like, especially watching you guys play versus playing, I like at least you have the the uh, capacity to control your character mm-hmm. and like the agency to be like, oh, the cameras were to move to the left, but like watching it is the most disorienting thing in the world when you have no control over it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that the Vita version has the open world. I want to, tr- we're yeah. reviewing the console versions. I don't think we're reviewing the handheld ones, but um, I'm going to probably pick up the Vita version today. That's the first, that's the first handheld Marvel game that's had the open yep. world. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. the only Lego game that's had an yeah. open world. So yeah. far, all the, all the Vita stuff has been just a, a It's a like the old the Star Wars games. Ones. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, exactly. You've like a, kind of a very simple hub world and you go in and play mm-hmm. a level and yeah. come back. So I'm going to play this. I want to get this on Vita, play it up to the point of the open world, and I'm just going to run around and unlock characters. Like yep. I'll probably yeah. abandon cool. the story at that have point. We, have we seen a side by side of, of uh, Lego Marvel superheroes and Lego Avengers in terms of the open world? It looks way better. Like, yeah. like visually, oh, this, this game looks very pretty. Like, how yeah. does the how does the layout look? Like is it is it similar? I think or? it's much bigger. I would right? it at least feels significantly like, bigger. Manhattan feels huge, really? and you come out yeah. and you have this radar with every mission you can accept, and it's like overwhelming. It's how like the, it looks like there's a thousand controls? things. Really good, actually. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fly, those up? yeah flying as like Vision or uh, War Machine or anyone feels oh, nice. Great. Yeah, yeah, quick silver yeah, awesome, and get around the city like insanely yeah. quick. Uh, I, the other really cool thing, honestly, is that. We were playing, uh, if you play the Iron Man 3 level uh, and you get to the boss of it, it's, uh, what's his name, Aldrich Killian? Aldrich Killian, yeah. Uh, voiced by Greg Miller. That's right. Beyond. And, and, and you unlock 
unlock a trophy called Beyond. Yeah, if you Sweet. if you unlock that character, and it was really weird to, to murder a man being voiced by Greg. I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, old friend. Um, but yeah, there's a trophy uh, if you unlock Aldrich Killian and you die and respawn. The trophy is called Beyond. That's awesome. Shout out to this, Greg Miller. It's the name of this podcast. Uh, Ryan Bowe says, Beyond, with the release of LEGO Avengers this week, what franchise Whoa. would you like the LEGO games to try next? They've been pretty much everywhere. I'm trying to think what franchise, like, aside from something mature. So they keep doing this thing where they... they they kind of escalate, like they keep making stuff that's either open world. I felt like was Jurassic Park open world sort of? Did that have that hub world thing? Uh, it had it? a hub world. It wasn't okay. open world though. Yeah. Okay. I just I feel like it, it was it was kind of like Lego Star Wars, where it has the cantina to right. connect it all. Yeah, I, I think that once you do the open world thing, people really want that. You know, if it's got that big overworld sense to it, and like I, I don't I don't necessarily want that. Yeah. I mean, I love I mean, Jurassic I did, World. I thought it was awesome the way it was just okay. connected. I didn't, I didn't touch I totally, that. You were into it, I'm the opposite. Like I yeah. after playing Lego Batman two. When they introduce that open world, I can't go back to the yeah. old ones. It drives me crazy. Like See, I, I want the open world. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, they, like, like I said, they keep kind of escalating. And they keep adding more and more rosters of characters, and it sort of sucks. Like, I, I Lego Marvel Superheroes was one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. I had so much fun with that. I sucked like so much time into that. Uh, and I have like no interest in Lego Marvel Avengers because it feels like almost a step back because they're like, oh, this is just from the the cinematic universe. This is just from the oh, but they pull character like the story is just from the cinematic universe. Yeah. But as soon as you get into the open world, like right. I was doing stuff from Moon Knight. No, sure, their, sure, their character roster is probably more diverse than ever. Huge. It, like, okay. it's, 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 because it's yeah, it's comics and the MCU. And it's yeah. like Max, it's like real but weird, got, deep cut characters. Yeah. You got the X Men in there. Like Stanley's in a so. there's yeah. Stanley no. in a mech suit in that game. Yeah, like, yeah you weird don't stuff. have the X Men, no, but you have like. Eight versions of every character yeah. that it's it's just Marvel owned characters basically. Yeah, no, so. I, I mean I get that. I, yeah. I always like the X Men. I like the. I also the the cinematic stuff, the stuff that feels very like movie branded is kind of a turn off. And I really like the, I love the um, the superheroes version because it had like it had like old nineties costumes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it was and like Sandman like, messing up just, New York. Yeah, it just felt yeah. like toys. It felt like mm-hmm. it didn't feel yeah. like it was tied to any big property. It felt like kind of. You know the the old sort of you know golden silver age yeah. stuff. I feel um, like, but yeah, like having an open world and then trying to jump into something that's more sort of episodic, sort of compartmentalized, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. sucks. I'm sort of I'm I'm curious to see what the future of these sort of single property Lego games are with Lego Dimensions. Like, yeah, is that does yeah. that take the place of all that? Because we just got the Doctor Who playset and the and Ghostbusters. And the Ghostbusters Did, is the Ghostbusters that was be, one like a full blown like yeah, it's a full mini it's campaign? full series yeah mini campaign. And that's okay. what's so cool. You get if you buy one of those playsets, you get. A world and essentially a little mini story mode plus a free play open world where you can do a bunch of stuff and like that's kind of my answer to this question is like so I wrote a, when Brian and I saw this in your Comic Con I wrote a preview that was basically like oh this proves that standalone Lego games are still worth it yeah. even after Dimensions honestly after actually having spent time with this I almost disagree with myself now like just to contradict that I sort of just want them to keep building Lego Dimensions stuff because yeah. I. This felt so bloated. Like playing yeah. through the story as they insert like Captain America one stuff. I'm just yeah. like, that's what I don't want from these. Like that's, I, that's I like really keeping it. it just tight, and they trim the fat in Lego Dimensions where you're just playing through like a very concise, well made, funny, charming story, and then you have the open world if you want, or you I switch th- to the Simpsons or I switch think to they need else. to they need to ape Disney Infinity in that sense, and either either do like big, huge. Here's your campaign entry, or here's your like bite sized kind of more small scale mm-hmm. thing. Like yeah, See, Simpsons, my- Simpsons would be awesome. Full scale like Springfield to explore with but all the characters. Lego Dimensions like, has it, yeah. Is it, but is yeah. it, is yeah. it full? Is it's it a full, it's huge, a full yeah. open Springfield. Okay, mm-hmm. well that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. you definitely can't I mean. swap the characters. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. it doesn't have the character part. But I the, think we're gonna see Ninja Turtles. It seems like a pretty yeah. pretty safe. Yeah, thing. and I mean like it, like I 
probably not League of Dimensions, but I can imagine them eventually doing like Game of Thrones or something where it's yep. like this weird because there's such a deep roster of characters in such a big world. I can see that being. They're really never cool. going to touch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think it's too. They violent. don't. Lego, Lego doesn't do anything more like than adult themed. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing past. PG-13. I think you could do like it's funny because we were talking about this over the weekend. You could sort of like it's so easy to picture a Walking Dead or Game of Thrones done like this. Right. And I almost would love to see Traveler's Tales. Do something without the Lego license, like do something more mature with kind of the same rough idea as this. Like obviously not built of Legos, but like sort of that that open world exploration stuff so and it sort be the, of the same thing without the humor there. Could yeah, the humor still be there. I think you could still do it as a charming. God, I would be so I don't know. funny because like Game of Thrones is so humorless. It'd be so funny to take that and like actually give some levity to it. Yeah, I mean, so is Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. At, there's there's like a, a brief moment, a season where there's like well, there's a, a laughter and then a kid gets eaten. Yeah, but yeah. they did a good job with that in Lord of the Rings. I thought like I think it's like a decent enough way to be like, oh, okay, like this is like introducing a little bit of weird. Yeah, but that, that's such an levity. inherently campier franchise. That's why my sure. answer to this question would be Legend of Zelda. Like oh god, just a yeah. Nintendo thing. Oh my well, god. Well, yeah, because yeah. It, like to me, it's one of those like uh, like Nintendo's experimented with uh, Zelda temples that are multiplayer, that are at least have like a multiplayer aspect to it. Like even Wind Waker had like character swapping and stuff like that. Or like Triforce Heroes that they just totally. did, like the co-op stuff. Yeah. So like having a level or having a basically a Hyrule field hub world that led off to like different temples that had subsections where you could play as Link and Linkle and uh, Princess Zelda and all these other characters and just basically go through, do puzzles, fight bosses. Like, all that stuff is kind of already there in the LEGO universe. God, I would And that. it'd be really laid back, you know? I think it... I wonder yeah. if LEGO City Undercover, that Wii U exclusive game, yeah. if that would have done better, if we would have seen more partnerships with Traveler Sales and Nintendo. I mean, that, that game would have done better if they had put it anywhere, anywhere but else. Wii U exclusively. Which, which that game's awesome. It's the so game's awesome. Fun, and it's, yeah. it's probably the funniest of the games. Oh, it's just it's, original it's, characters yeah. they don't have to worry about. I, I sunk, so I, like, my, my, the joke, like, back in, back when this game came out was that I was, I, I, I sunk more hours into that game than I did GTA V. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would have loved to see, I don't know why that just died, like, on Wii U. I would love to see that game on PS4. Yeah. Like, it, I, it would, I would it. pick that up in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so great. It's, Lego, I, like, Lego Action Cops. Like, yep. that sounds like what I would play with my toys with. And it's, it's just like this, it's, it's, this awesome like mixtape of like uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s uh, like slapstick cop stuff, like just making fun of old like action movies and stuff. It's it's a really great game. Max, would but, you play? Uh, I think, um, they did Portal for Dimensions. I feel like Half Life or and, like a lot of Valve stuff could actually Half-Life work really well for this. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. they did Portal. Like, Portal. Yeah, they did Portal. Yeah. If you want to do something with zombies, Left for Dead would probably be a better thing than Walking yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, that's true. And there's enough like. Even aside from just the characters from both games, like there's enough to that universe. I could almost see. Now I'm really sad because I remember when Left 4 Dead, um, when they were releasing these like little comics to build out the world, yeah. and then they just kind of dropped it. You know, it seemed yeah. like they were building up to Left 4 Dead Three. Yeah, actually, yeah. There, yeah. There actually is a pretty cool world, and you know, just whatever the series of events happen in that game. That to, to actually out. go back to yeah. in mine, and it's yeah. been, they're never going to make other. It's games, been so. so long since Left 4 Dead Two. Yeah, but you have, it. but we have Dota. <laughs> in these other games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, the big bummer about kind of speculating about what kind of stuff would work as a Lego game is knowing what Lego will and won't do and what they have the licenses for. Like, I'd love to say, like, yeah, Lego Transformers, Lego G.I. Joe, but that'll never happen because Creo is what has the rights to those because that's Hasbro and they're direct yeah. competitors too. Yeah. And Activision has a Transformers yeah. license and all that. That being uh, said, th- through through Kuso, like, weirder things have happened. Like, that's the, if you guys haven't checked that out, that's their, like, sort of, like, crowd, mm-hmm. yeah. not crowdfunding, but it's basically an idea funding website where yeah. people go in and they go, here's my pitch. Like this guy and made that's like how a, Minecraft happened and stuff. That's yeah. how Minecraft yeah. happened and how if there's this uh, do- Lego documentary on Netflix, everybody should watch. It's really awesome. It talks about that whole aspect of it and how they had this like moon 
what was it like the moon rover or whatever the hell yep. Yep. Uh, and somebody crowdsourced that and like the design philosophy was like let's make this small enough and cheap enough that a bunch of people can buy it but if you go to that site it's it's spelled C U S O O. Yeah. Uh, all these people are making all these Actually, crazy. Actually, it's called Lego Ideas now. Is it Lego yeah, Ideas? Kuso is like now like a Korean crowdfunding site. Oh, or interesting. Well, so, yeah, go check that <laughs> out. Don't go to Kuso. <laughs> yeah, don't go to that site. Or maybe do. I don't search know. Search for Lego Ideas. Maybe there's cool stuff there. Go, um, yeah, search for Lego Ideas. Somebody made a, le- a Legend of Zelda set there. That just people like, have made dozens of Legend yeah. of Zelda sets. And the funny yeah. thing is, like, they can get the support and everything, but then they ultimately it's like, cool, like, we hear you loud and clear. We're going to the license holder, and then usually yeah. dies there. What right. sucks is I, I don't. Cool. I, I Nintendo pisses me off so much with how they license things because like Zelda and Mario would look so awesome as Lego, but they're like, nah, let's do Mario Kart connects. Like, and it's just yeah. what what ass is your head in right yeah. now? Um, just backing up to license stuff though. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, yes, Activision has the Transformers license, but Stranger Things have happened. Like, I'm amazed Disney. EA obviously have Star Wars, but like there's still I guarantee you we'll see another Lego Star Wars game. Yeah. Like I yeah. think like some people obviously some brands are more generous with licensing than others, but I don't think it's impossible. I think Lego is whoever they have doing their like biz dev and third party negotiations is very good. I think and it helps that everyone loves Lego. Like, exactly. Everyone nobody nobody hates Lego. It's exactly. Like, except for people who step on it. Like it's yeah. it's a wonderful. And now thing. they have shoes for that. They uh, made those cool Lego yeah. shoes. Yeah. I would really love to see, and I don't know if this will ever happen because Lego is kind of like they really are tied to their in house stuff, like like Chima and. Uh, Bionicle or whatever, mm-hmm. but I would love to see them revisit some stuff like some classic, uh, you know, nostalgic properties like their pirates, their knights, yeah. their, their spacemen. And, and like, they had in the Lego movie, they have uh, what's his name Charlie Day played that yeah. space man. Yeah. Like, no, it'd be yeah. so it'd be so cool to have like I don't know like the the Mtron and the Blacktron and Spireus and all these like mm-hmm. vintage like Lego yeah. like, properties that they own the rights to that don't really have stories and they always sort of try to put stories in there. AquaZone. I they don't know. They try to like connect all the vintage Lego worlds. Yeah. I feel like yeah. with like the Build right writer and if you just handle cool. it super tongue in cheek, that could be really funny. Yep. yep. Also, great. what about Lego Doug? Wait, no, Doug Funny. Didn't they yeah. have Lego? Max loves Doug. Lego the movie, the game. Yes. Yeah. Lego yeah. Lego. yeah. And Lego that Jackson's Lego the movie, the game. I mean, I <laughs> that was all tied to the. I mean, that was that yeah. was that was like I mean, a super low tier. I was so, Lego I was Dimensions so, yeah. did a better job with it because Lego Dimensions takes those. It's Gandalf Wild style, and like it takes them and does a better job with it. Yeah. Yeah. The Lego movie game wasn't great. Okay. I was, was so pissed of off about that. The whole like, I mean, obviously they're going to merchandise it, but the fact that the whole message of that movie was like, hey, why don't you screw around and have some fun with your Lego instead of trying to follow these instructions? They were like, here are the instructions to rebuild yeah. that crazy spaceship they imagined in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. That's a, that wasn't the point mm. of the movie. Um, anyway, Sweet. Um, we got a hot email from a sensual young man by the name of Ryan Clements. Oh, I know that was uh, <laughs> familiar. Yeah. So this erotic gentleman wrote, Dear Alana, Jared, Marty, and Max. Nope, Suck nope, it, guys. nope. Uh, wrong, incorrect, uh, but close enough. Beyond, longtime listener, first time writer, uh, I enjoyed last week's episode and thoroughly embrace your continued tendency to go way off the rails. Keep at it. You heard it here first, folks. I must admit That's that my heart... That's a founding father right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. PlayStation approved and founder. Blame him for that. I must admit that my well, heart fluttered founder. at the mention of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which represents a defining chapter in my life of giant robots and the shooty lasers they use. Much to my chagrin, the conversation centered, as it often does, on Shinji. Who sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Um, and you showed no mercy in your relentless assault. Yeah, because he sucks. We all get it. Shinji is not the stoic badass. Yes, he sucks. The enigmatic bounty hunter, the elusive spell singer, slinger, he's a kid, but I've always felt pity for him, if not total empathy, over the ire he draws from the Ava fandom. Shinji is an abandoned, Mm self-conscious 14-year-old that's thrust into dangerous combat situations. I'm not sure how all you guys acted at 14, but I sure as hell couldn't hack it inside an Ava. And as a a reminder, reminder, experiencing the Ava's mirrored pain demonstrated, blah, 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 blah. What's your question? 
That's not a question. That's not a this question was his statement. He was, defending, he was defending. He was defending Shinji because we were all mean to him. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is, I think that Evangelion is kind of just a big allegory for like adolescence in general, and that yes, yeah, Shinji does suck because teenagers kind of suck. I still maintain that Evangelion is the dumbest thing with the word "lion" in it. <laughs> what? God. Yeah, all right. I mean, you, you are know. insufferable. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I like lions. Also, I like that Ryan's email ended with, thank you for reading this very serious letter about a very serious Aww. topic. <laughs> yeah. I miss um, him. I miss Ryan. I miss Ryan, too. You, Let's get him back in the show soon. You yep. guys all seen Evangelion? Nope. A yep. long time ago. Evangelion? I, I remember, I think it's got some sister kissers, and I think, uh, don't you pilot a thing from its Don't wangus? look at me like I know. No. Don't you go, <laughs> right, no idea. go right in its wangus. Probably go in its wangus. No. No, 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 I thought the cockpit was in the wangus. No, you're thinking of Zone of the Enders. Oh, I'm thinking of Zone of the I'm totally thinking of Zone of the Enders. Yeah. Do you kiss your sister in that one? Uh, I don't. You probably could. Okay. You really you try to Kojima, try so. to kiss your sister in any video game. <laughs> Aren't there a bunch of people in in Metal Gear kiss their sisters? Right? Yeah, everyone's and Star everyone's Wars too. Brothers yeah. and sisters in in Metal Gear yeah. and in robots. Uh, Ryan, thank you for Ryan. Actually, DM me on Twitter and was like, "Hey, what's the Beyond email?" And I'm like, "You used to be on this show, like." <laughs> Just, That's actually really just, funny. Just want an excuse to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing. Uh, if you have yeah, any, it's like leaving questions, a note in someone's locker. If you guys, if you guys want to have a, 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 a nice discussion about Evangelion, you should send some questions to the Anime Club podcast. I don't know what their email is. It's probably on this one of these papers. Yay, anime at hotmail dot Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just go on, no. just go on the Neopets forums and or, start shouting and or see or what tweet happens. at Ryan on Twitter at Pwam Cider and talk to him about mm-hmm. yeah, a- Evangelion and anime. and don't email yay anime at hotmail because that's probably a weird dude. You might, yeah, <laughs> it's running has no affiliation with our. Show. Sell you some bootleg garage yeah, kits of uh, malware or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, dude is a, a sitting malware. Yeah, if you want to email I almost us, said walking. I'm guessing he's uh, not. We are beyond at ign.com, <laughs> and now it's time for the question show, which is called Rapid Fire. We Yay! only use one of the questions, so we got to do different questions. Brian, take it away. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Altano. Hey Brian, what's going on? Com. And when what? I was a young Shut boy, up. I wanted to be a dinosaur when I grew up, and then my dad told me that's impossible. So now I'm a man. Every week I go on the Podcast Beyond <laughs> Facebook group and I ask you a question, which is ask me questions. And you give me questions and I read them on the show. And that's a section called Rapid Fire. Kalei I'm McPherson, really excited for this first Please one. stop. Kalei McPherson <laughs> says, chocolate chip or oatmeal cookie? Andrew, which one do you like the best? Hey, Brian. Was that, was that question just for Andrew? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> no, everyone up. can Here's answer. The, Here's the interesting thing. Yes. My favorite cookie is oatmeal chocolate chip. Because I don't like oatmeal raisin. Oh, what is this? No, really no, no. Like you, get one, you get one or the other. No. Well, I no. mean, chocolate chip. No, this then. is this is like, uh, what's you get three wishes? Oh, one more wish. No, no, but that's the, the, everyone puts raisins, stupid raisins, in their oatmeal cookies. Well, I have a gun. oatmeal chocolate chip. I pointed the gun the, to your head. There the, are two cookies on the chocolate table. Chip, Which chocolate you, chip. There. Thank you. If you have Answer some raisins at home, a good recipe is to put them in the trash. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> they're nature's candy, and nature is an idiot for calling yeah, it. Yeah, nature's that. really. Dumb. I hate anything called nature's candy. Like, what's what? a, it's usually just that one thing. Yeah, they no, usually man. outlaw most of <laughs> nature's apples. candies. Nobody calls crab apples nature's candy. Yeah, crops. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't even call it nature's apples. That's apples. But the crabs. That's what fifth graders say nature. when they're trying to poison children. Ricky Nugent says, <laughs> "Are any of you good at or like cooking?" If so, what are you best at making? Does anyone cook at this table? I've always considered myself to be something like cooking. Yeah? I'm an experiment that can go wrong. I mean, I cook almost every night, but it's awful. Like very you totally do not stuff. cook almost every night. What do you, you mean? Get, you get wraps at the place next to the bar every night. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, when I'm home, I cook. If I'm home, I'm ordering food no, maybe one spring. in five weeks, one in five nights, and then the other nights I cook. Chloe, do you cook at home? Yeah. That's absolutely What good. do you like to make? Uh, you got a, any everything. recipes for Ricky Nugent? Uh, no. <laughs> No, uh, you just. No, what do you make? Do you make like pastas, primaveras? Sure. Yeah, those are good. You looking at me? You're talking to her. Do you ever make wraps? Andrew likes them. No. 
I do like rap. That's not really cooking, is it? That's, that's like, like yeah, exactly. Putting, putting no, I mean, <laughs> I, do, I mean, and that that's like my sandwich. my <laughs> cooking <laughs> thing is dropping like it's it's sautéing a bunch dropping of ground stuff. meat and spinach or whatever. It's like the most basic possible what? thing. And then what do you just eat out of a bowl you like a sad dog? Ground beef and spinach. Yeah. So any trash what? you have, just throw. Yeah, it on it, or like make an omelet or whatever. Like I do very simple cooking. Like I don't do any like recipe cooking. So wrap is like a really passive aggressive sandwich. Like you don't want to actually like slap it down there. You're just kind of really like rolling it. Like you're trying to wake it up. You're like, hello, sandwich. Just for <laughs> How do you make your wraps? You roll them like a big blunt? Yeah, basically. Do uh, that's how they make them. I don't know if you've ever seen one. That's how you that's... make a burrito. That's not how you make a wrap. Never made a what do you wrap. make a wrap? You, how, what are you going to do? You what? take it and you put stuff inside and then you fold one top over the other top and then it's done. You don't roll it on the table like you're that's making like some weird messed bread up in the 1800s. What? No, I mean, you, you get roll, a loaf you, of Swisher Sweets. No, that's a burrito. The 1800s. Charlie and Manny asks, what movie are you excited to see this <laughs> Wait, year? Wait, Brian, you cook a lot. Yeah, I cook a lot. Yeah, you, you, cook? you cook 10 times more than anyone at the table. Uh, I make a lot of sauces from scratch. A nice sauce. You can make a sauce very quickly using uh, olive oil, red pepper, salt, and uh, some can of tomatoes. Steaks you can make a really. sauce really easy by mixing some objects with a liquid and putting it on a stove. That's pretty much it. Yeah, if you just some, some old, some old, some pennies. minor liquids and solids together, as you make any sauce you want. Yeah, I mean uh, pizza from scratch. What you should do if you have a, if you have no good pizza in your town, make make your own pizza. It's very easy and it's delicious. Town, you should move out. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> should definitely. If you live in a place with no good pizza, get out. Your get town out is right actually now. a cavern, and you should not live in there. It's <laughs> yeah, very upsetting. You're, on, you're on Puzzle Island, and you should leave. Uh, <laughs> right. I went through. I, went, no I, pizza I went through a big cooking phase when I was working from home. I was cooking all the time. It was really nice, and I had a good time doing it. And now I work at a job at an office, and I don't do it as much. And I go home, and sometimes my fiance is cooked. But I miss it. It's fun. It's a good experiment. I work that same job with you, and I go home and cook like a real man. Okay, so, Brian, you can one-up me some more if you want. Get it together. Yeah. Charlie Manny says, what movie are you excited to see this year, Max? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was like weirdly passive-aggressive. Uh, I'm excited for the film High Rise. Uh, I just read the book. It's based on a book by J.G. Ballard. Uh, go check out this trailer. Um it's got I I'm a big fan of William Gibson's books and I know that he was sort of influenced by J.G. Ballard and I had never read any of his stuff before. I saw the trailer for this movie. There's two of them out there. The second one has Tangerine Dream playing in the background. It's got Tom Hiddleston. It looks like a cross between Dread and American Psycho. Uh, J.G. Ballard wrote the the sexy car crash. Yeah, you are crash. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, what's it called? Um, uh, crash the movie about the racist car accident. No, that's the. That, the <laughs> there was a, there's two different movies yeah. called Crash. <laughs> the ra- it's the yeah. racist car. <laughs> one's racist car is one sexy car. That was yeah. the David Lynch movie, right? Yeah, no, David no, Cronenberg. No, yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I need to check that one out too. But uh, basically, he's he's been compared to Palinuk. Uh, just finished the book. Real good book. Real curious about the movie. So, um, Wait, looks did like a David Cronenberg do a Crash movie like on the J.G. Ballard book. Yeah. Oh, that's one of his movies. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you should see it. Um. I'm really excited about the Coen Brothers' new movie. Ah, uh, Hail yeah. Caesar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That comes yeah. out in like Caesar. two or three weeks. It does. Yeah, that's right. very yeah. soon. Yeah, that looks like every Coen Brothers movie like combined. Holy crap. It's like the ultimate. Like, like if Grand Budapest Hotel was like Wes Anderson's like ultimate Wes Anderson movie. This, this is like, like. This is prime Coen yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished watching both seasons of Fargo and I, uh, I've i heard about Hail Caesar, but I haven't watched yeah. the trailer, so oh, I'm going to really go, go in totally cold yeah, and be surprised. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, The Witch. Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. A bunch of us are seeing that. Seen. Yeah, yeah, we have a big screening. Uh, yeah, that's supposed to be like this year's Babadook. Are you gonna see that movie about the, the space boys who go on a cool mission? Which one? Star Wars? Uh, Rouge one? Rouge, Rouge one? one? Yeah. I was just saying to Max earlier, like I'm really excited for this movie, but I'm also kind of like, oh man, we're doing this again, aren't we? This whole like, 
here's the first set photos, here's the first leak, here's well, the first character. Like, this one's so different because it's like, we don't even, is there an opening crawl? Like, we legitimately, there's yeah. never been a Star Wars movie that's am not I, an episode. Am I crazy? That's coming out in like five months or something? No, it's, no, it comes out. It's December. like end of the year. December. December. Oh, yeah. 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 December? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we saw costume shots today. They, they revealed <clears> for the first time. Uh, oh, I read, yeah, I read a whole article about how like Darth Vader's all but confirmed for the movie. Yeah. Uh, there's new like, uh, like pre-Stormtrooper Stormtrooper armor that's basically like the uh, Death Troopers in Battlefront. Like, it's weird. There's weird stuff in there. Uh, and that there's basically, like, they think that Alan Tudyk is mocapping a droid that's like this, like, one of the coolest droids they've ever done, which is going to be hard to top after BB 8. But I don't know. There's stuff to get excited about in there. And I think it's awesome that they're going to start telling weird side stories. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're getting back on the Star Wars ride yeah. one more time, which I'm, I'm kinda, totally I'm for. Scared. But I don't know. It's going to yeah. be, we're going to, the hype will hit me at some point. Yeah. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for Thor Ragnarok, which I didn't think I would say, but I found yeah. it. It's directed by the guy who did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. which is a hilarious vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And it's also like everything. Like I did really don't it? like the first two Thor movies, but it's like little by little. So like there's rumors that Captain Marvel will be introduced in it. Mm-hmm. There's all this really cool stuff about, I mean, Hulk is confirmed for it. And there's all these really cool ways that he's going to introduce that are rumored. There's Kate uh, Blanchett is supposed to play the villain in it. There's just lots of really cool rumors. Did you movie. hear the name of the sequel for What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, oh, it's just called wolf, something wolves. We're, we're wolves. We're wolves. Yeah, we're wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Civil yeah. War. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't give a crap about Civil War. It looks. Why? It looks super boring. But what? so did so did Winter Soldier. I'm, I'm more was, excited for Civil War yeah. than Rogue One. And then I was really excited. Yeah. I really enjoyed Winter Soldier. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, speaking of comic book movies, uh, Lazar Odick says, "Are you more excited about Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad?" Obviously, that's a big debate that's been going on around here. Kinda Suicide neither. Squad's not. It's not even close. Like I like Suicide yeah. Squad better. So uh, and I don't. I'm not really excited for either. Yeah, you know? yeah. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. yeah. I, I liked the last Suicide Squad trailer, but I don't know when I was like, "Oh, it's really good." And Mitch was like, "Did you just like it because of Bohemian Rhapsody?" And I'm like, "Possibly." Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good so chance. I'm not I'm not like super versed on a lot of these characters aside Same. from the obvious ones. Uh, clearly, like Joker and Harley Quinn, but. Um, that's I went into <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy with that same mentality and walked out being like that's one of my favorite comic book movies I've ever made. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I get a similar scenario here, but that sort of is anti-hero a, thing. Is Batman sh- v Superman m- the Man of Steel? Yeah, sequel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, Zack Snyder. So I feel like um, when I look at Suicide Squad, it gives me a stomachache. Um, <laughs> it, looks, it, it looks so bad. I don't know. I feel like I'd, I'd have more fun watching Batman v Superman because it looks bad, but in the in a way that's like. Easy to make fun of, I guess. Like, like riff on with your friends. I can you see know? that. Like, yeah. uh, Suicide Squad just looks like it's. It just looks like it thinks it's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I think it know does think I can, it's really cool. I, don't, I can't deal with that. Like, I think the don't whole, let it hear what we're saying. <laughs> Watch out, guys! <laughs> it's edgy. But the yeah, weird, like, the weird thing about Suicide Squad is it's being. Der- was it written and directed by David Ayer? Yeah. Who wrote was, Training Day. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, he wrote Training Day. And then never really did anything else good, mm-hmm. and so it's one of those like, man, like, do you forever get to be just the dude who wrote Training Day because dude, that's Training such Day, a rad movie? Training Day kicks so much ass. Yes, but that's the whole yeah. thing. But like, I also think that oh. the total gut instinct. I think that most recent trailer for Suicide Squad is completely misleading and nothing like the tone of the movie. Yeah, like, like it. You can't put Bohemian Rhapsody in your trailer and then think that makes your movie look good. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like when watching the footage from Comic Con, like I think that. They realized it was too dour, and they're they're making it fun. I'm sure there are one-liners. I'm sure there are jokes in it. I'm sure it's obviously a lot lighter than Batman v Superman. Jokes, the jokester. Oh, the jokester. (laughs) jokester. (laughs) Yeah, I I just I don't know. I don't like. I really like DC, and I I loved the Nolan Batman movies. But it's like I have no excitement for Batman v Superman. They haven't given us anything to go on. Like the only thing that conceivably is part of the 
DC Cinematic Universe is Man of Steel, which people have mixed feelings about for the and most part. And Batman v Superman, they have shown so much. They've shown so much, and they continue to show more. Did you see yeah. that thing that showed yeah. up? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. Did this, does this image reveal the new big... V-? And it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's there's too much to it, and they're they're doing too much too fast. Like, I mean, if the Justice League, the Justice League movie is announced, and it's like two years after all of this stuff, and that's crazy to me because like we don't... I don't know. It, it, there's no one a cares lot about going this on. yet. Like, yeah, actually, like, by the time the Avengers rolled around, we sort of cared about all these characters. I think I think yeah. Deadpool looks better than both these movies, and I'm not even the biggest Deadpool guy. It just looks like the people making mm-hmm. that movie had fun making it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of this yeah. is sort of that like, yeah, all the Deadpool advertising has been great. Too, yeah, like they're just on. everything yeah. about it. Just that's seems really like, what movies are about is the advertising. Yeah, I mean the I marketing for that one's good, but I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm in a weird boat with that movie too. I think I, for everything other than the MCU right now, I just I really do have superhero movie fatigue. Like yeah. I'm just I'm yep. I'm really really looking forward to Civil War. Everything we hear about the Ragnarok sounds great. I obviously want Infinity War and all that stuff. But like, man, there's almost no other superhero project that excites me right now, other than maybe uh, Legion that Noah Hawley's doing for TV. Right. He's doing for that's the guy who did Fargo is doing a, a X Men spinoff oh, TV sh- series. I for, did not know that he yeah. was yeah. doing it. Yep. He's so, a showrunner. I don't know how I feel about that. Super excites me, but. Uh, uh, beyond that, I don't know. All right. Beyond, beyond. we have um, one more question. Dan O'Neill says, not really a question, but just once you should let Max explain Dragon Ball Z to you. So, Max, you have one minute. Okay. 60 <laughs> seconds. Tell right, me what starting. the hell a Dragon Ball Z is starting now. Okay. Dragon Ball Z, to see it as one standalone thing, is incorrect because really it is a continuation of Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is the Chinese fairy tale Journey to the West, which is about a monkey boy who has a magic growing staff who lives in the woods. Uh, he befriends a genius inventor girl, and they go on a magical search for these balls. When collected all, all seven of them, a dragon appears, and you can grant a wish. So it's basically like this kind of Aladdin fairy tale type stuff. Dragon Ball Z it reveals that this boy is, in fact, a space alien from outer space. Uh, and basically, he's had a son, and they do martial arts, and they become very, very strong. Uh-huh. Uh, it's sort of like, sort of like if, if I had to explain the entire story as one overarching thing, it would be like if Looney Tunes segued into the Marvel Universe. Like, you start out with this slapstick, goofy nonsense, kind of like taking familiar themes and exploring them, uh, and then suddenly it's very serious, and, and people latch onto the really serious part, which is the Z part. Okay. I, yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, all right. That's very difficult for me to <laughs> Did anyone get that? I stopped listening. Well, th- my favorite part of the entire thing was like 25 seconds in, you're like, uh-huh. Like, got it, got it, got it so far. Keep no, going. I actually had you at the beginning when you were talking about the monkey in the woods, and then there was yeah. the space baby, and I was like, I'm lost. Yeah, you got to start at the beginning. That's who's really the, it. What's the, who's the vacuum character? The character that's a vacuum. Uh, What? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> Are you talking about Pokemon? I just, no, I just remember watching Dragon Ball as a kid on um, Toonami. That one character's got a vacuum. Frieza. Oh, you're thinking of Luigi from Frieza. Luigi's Mansion. Frieza's oh, a vacu- oh. He's Frieza. a vacuum. What? what? I don't think he's a vacuum. He's a character that's got like a vacuum tail. I believe uh, you. Oh, Cell. Oh, yeah, Cell. Oh, he uses his tail to suck people. I don't know. Up. I'm very confused. Uh, this is why I'm not an anime club. Yeah. Is it done? Did they did they win? Yeah, they won. So they, the fight's over. Well, basically, they're all they're all doing martial arts and karate and kicking each other's asses all the time. Uh-huh. But because you got these magic balls, they're able to kill each other and then wish each other back to life. Uh, and of course, people oh. always, people from across the galaxy hear about these balls and they're like, "You can wish for whatever you want. I'm gonna go steal those." And then so like people. So, are always so it's like Heroes season two, where one character steals powers, one character resurrects you, and one character can live forever. So no one ever actually dies, and then the show. No, people die twice. all the time. They start but they making come up, back. They make up all these weird rules that dip into like. Uh, you know, Eastern mythology. But I mean, nobody ever nobody ever dies for good. They always come back. Uh, no, they, sometimes people die for good. Who died for good? Spoilers. Uh, I think I think Goku vacuum boy. No, nah, I don't know. They keep bringing them back. They, they, some people die for good. Really? At one point, they fight Hitler. I think, or there's zombie Hitler. Does it Hitler basically, die for good? Basically, they in this world, Hitler I, I did die for good. Hell is a hell is a place. <laughs> like don't hell worry. is. He didn't it. die for good. I mean, he died for evil. He was. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's Dragon Ball is a weird thing. <laughs> if you uh, it's it's a Beyond. really it's a wonderful comic series. If you start at the beginning and just read the whole thing, it, it's like how it's many a, how many issues is it? It's like 42 volumes. Chapters? But I mean, they're like a lot of them are just like you know slapstick but fights. Dragon Ball's like finished. It's yeah, Dragon thing. Ball start to finish is is finished. Oh. Huh. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, there's Dragon Ball. Yay. Now you now you know you learned. Uh, all right, so that's Podcast Beyond, the number one PlayStation podcast about Dragon Ball and uh, movies we want to see. Uh, sorry for getting off topic. It's Ryan Clement's fault. You can go on uh, on the computer and tell him uh, he's Pwam Cider on Twitter, and you can tell him that Shinji Ikari is a, is a big baby, and she's you, getting the dang robot. You can tell him you miss him. I lay in bed at night wishing I had a robot when I was 14. I would damn well pilot one. It's a long tweet I got you wrote daddy there. daddy issues. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> If you'd like to get in the robot, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two mm-hmm. G's and two T's. Goldfarb is Garfep. Chloe, what are you? I'm just Chloe, C-H-L-O-I, with an underscore before that, so underscore Chloe. Cool. Whoa, you can nice. start with an underscore? Spell my name right. Yeah. Yep. You start whatever you want. That's bitching. And you have your witness review up? Yes, my witness review is up. There's a video review. Don't watch it if you like want to go in completely blind, maybe. I, I don't show anything that the trailers don't show, but... I don't. Yeah, I don't show anything that the trailer doesn't show. Yeah, this is a game that the the revelations are the the meat and potatoes of it. Cool. But even like you sitting me down and telling me stuff, I'm like, I still want to experience it for myself because I'm sure that moment of discovery is really interesting. I like it. Go check that out. Well, yeah, you gave it a pretty high score, so it seems like it's definitely worth looking into. Brian is Agent Bizzle on Twitter. and there, and he, he likes to cook. He likes to tell everyone how much he cooks. He goes yeah, home with his, his cold number one stone creamery boy. pizza plate and makes a big sauce, putting some big what olives the in, co- the, there's in the no bowl. There's no cold stone creamery <laughs> pizza plate. <laughs> sure that? there is. Like an ice cream yeah, tray no, for your thing. oven? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants some hot ice cream it's fresh a, out of the oven? It's not a very cold stone. It makes it too Who hot. Who wants some milk circles? <laughs> <laughs> big wet hot right. milk circles coming out of my oven. Come on down to Clown Town. Boop, boop, boop. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Beyond. 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 All right. Beyond. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.